cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 15th of May 2009. Newcomers look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website where you can find hundreds of talks I've given in the past where I try to show you the shortcuts to understanding the big picture of the system that runs the world, how it operates and where it's taking you. You can also look into Alan AlanWattSentinel.eu for transcripts of these talks, which you can download and print up, and they're written in the various languages of Europe. For those who haven't got my books yet, you can get them at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. There's discs for sale as well there, and there's a PayPal donate button on the site for those who want to keep me on the shows. I don't ask for payment from the shows that I go on, any of them. And I've never, I never received payment from any of them. And I don't get paid by the advertisers. The advertisers deal directly with the station, and that pays for the show broadcast, that pays for uh, the engineers, etc., that it takes to run the show and all their equipment and so on. But for those who want to donate to me, you can also, as I say, go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and find out how to do it there, or send personal check within Canada and the U.S. to this address. It's Alan Watt, W-A-T-T, Site 41, Box 4. And the little village is called Estaire, E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. The postal code is P, as in Peter, 3, E as in Elizabeth, 4, N as in Nora, 1. We're going through the greatest changes, as uh, Mr. Rockefeller said a long, long time ago, that have really hit the planet since the time of the agricultural revolution being over and the industrial revolution coming in and millions of people were being flushed off the rural areas into the cities to run the factories. Today, it's, it's a global effort. A long-term plan has almost been fulfilled. It really is fulfilled. It's here. And all we have is a transition phase to go through, which is going to be chaos in itself, as whole societies uh, go through upheaval, massive upheaval, as people try and move around countries or out of countries to other countries and keep ahead of the game as we go through the financial ups and downs and machinations of those that run the money system worldwide. Jack Satali talked about that in his book called Millennium, Winners and Losers in the Coming New World Order. He printed that book in 1990, and he was one of the architects for the European Union, along with the other Nazis. And he certainly was in the know, and at present he's working at the United Nations, the big front that they have, the big front group uh, that's really run by the international bankers 
That's who funded them into existence. And he said the next boat people will be Americans leaving their country, looking for work abroad. And what kind of world are they going to try to find work in? Because Atali himself said what all the others had said, had a part in, in creating this new world order, something planned for centuries, in fact. They said basically that countries or corporations really will be the only ones eventually who can get people moved out of their existing countries. In other words, you'll need to be employed or be wanted for employment by a big corporate body in order to leave your country. The creme de la creme, he said, the rest of the left behind. I'll be back with more after these messages. Cutting through the matrix. And just finishing from the last break on Jacques Attali, when he said that big corporations in other countries will be able to pick the creme de la creme, the best at their particular job, the best in academia, and have them brought in to work for them. The rest will be left to squander in their own countries. And that's been happening for years now with the European Union, where if you're in Britain or France, you can apply to other countries, corporations. And uh, they have newspapers there. They're nothing but jobs and job ads for the creme de la creme, as I say. The rest are pretty well stuck where they are. That's the nice new world that's coming in, the brave new world that George Orwell talked about, and he did a fantastic portrayal of this system in his book 1984 he wanted the book to be called The Last Man what he meant was the last sentient thinking man, everyone else was totally brainwashed but his publisher wanted him to change the title so the publisher picked 1948 which was the year it was published and simply reversed 48 to 84 in that particular book, and uh, I must say, too, the black-and-white version put out by a British studio with uh, John Hurt and Burton, Tony, uh, was his name, Burton, yeah, Burton was the actor, uh, did a fantastic portrayal of how the mind works and how those who torture you, torture you, um, aren't happy just to have confessions from you they want to give you a new reality. And it's not good enough that you tell them that they're only holding up three fingers instead of two. You've got to believe it. That's what they're told. You've got to believe it. You'll come to love Big Brother. Once you come to love Big Brother, it administers you a peace, of course, so that's where they torture you. Then they kill you. Once completely won you over through torture and mind control. Which takes me in to tonight's topic because I always think of Bernays and how the techniques are so well understood by batteries now of social scientists and neuroscientists there are so many different names for them now those who deal with the mind especially the mind of the masses and how to sway them it's a perfect art perfect that's why people go and vote every time 
because politicians lie through their teeth. They are psychopaths. They don't blush. And I think Henderson and Gillespie were the first psychiatric bunch to do surveys on upper-class psychopaths back in the 70s. Hadn't been done before. They'd always studied the ones at the bottom that see the thing in the window, smash the window and steal it because psychopaths have little tolerance of frustration, like instant gratification. But it never occurred to them that in them could survive in the upper classes. And lo and behold, their survey found that pretty well all the politicians that they surveyed were absolute psychopaths. They had all the symptoms of it. It didn't matter what dirt came out or skeletons fell out of the, cl- the cupboard during election time. It just went off their back like water from a duck's back. No blushing. They didn't run away to hide their faces. They just stood there and lied all the more. That's a psychopath for you. We saw this with the Gulf War One and Gulf War Two where Rumsfeld and those guys went up and lied day after day about weapons of mass destruction. They lied and lied about not using torture till it broke out. They were using torture. Utter liars all. And yet the public never learn. They always think the new man, the new man they present to them is going to be any different. Number one, he's a CFR member. So he was vetted and put there in the first place. So was his wife, CFR. He gave you all the usual lies, you see, and, uh, and then he reverses his decisions on them once he's in, which is nothing new at all. And people are sometimes shocked and stunned, but they'll forget it, and they'll vote the next election as well, because they have no memory whatsoever. But President Obama is restarting the uh, Guantanamo prisons again. After he said he would close them all down. And this is from Times Online, May 15, 2009. President Obama to restart Guantanamo Bay military tribunals. It says he speaks out about credit card debt reform at a town hall style gathering at Rio Rancho High School at Rio Rancho. And then he says uh, Barack Obama is set to reverse the first formal decision. That's not his first reversal, by the way. He's already reversed the one on the ban on torture. So it's really at least a second, probably more than I hadn't heard of yet. The first formal decision of his presidency today with the expected announcement that his administration will restart Bush-era military tribunals for Guantanamo Bay detainees. That means torture, by the way. Military tribunals. While still on the campaign trail, Mr. Obama denounced the military commission system as flawed. He suspended them within hours of his inauguration in January, pending a review of the alternatives, and promised to close the detention camp on Cuba. His decision to restart the tribunals, albeit with much stronger legal safeguards for defendants, ha ha ha, has prompted protests from human rights groups while showing how difficult it is for Mr. Obama to break completely with the policies of his predecessor. Well, why should he break rings with the same bosses to answer for? You think he makes the decisions? What's interesting, too, is to say that uh, he's, he's okay to torture. And when he was running, of course, he also said he was having a, going to have a more open presidency on to do with torture. And on yesterday's news, he came out and said, well, it would be bad for the, for the nation. Bad for the nation if all this new evidence of all the tremendous torture that had been going on 
uh, were made available to the public, you see, that might uh, uh, add to those countries that, uh, or give them more legitimacy, those countries that hate us. It says. In other words, yeah, they were going overboard, not just with the snapshots that you saw. This was common stuff all over the place, wherever the U.S. troops were. Massive torture and degradation, and no doubt lots of killing as well, because not all of these prisoners survived the ordeals. That's the real world we're living in. That's the real world. And guess something, what too? You see, we're all being desensitized and have been for donkey's years by all the movies that you just gorge up. I've seen some people come out of these rental places with about 10 movies for the weekend. Each one's downloading you with something, but they're all desensitizing you as well. And so uh, a, a feast fest of violence is normal, with blood and guts all over the place. There's been so many movies came out over the years where you see the heroes generally working for the White House having to shoot people in the leg or something to get them to talk, to save some, some bomb from going off. That's how they introduce the idea into, you, into your mind. That was common fare, as I say. And children are brought up with this. Children are brought up right now who will think it's normal to go through checkpoints because they did it all at school. They've been trained for their future that nothing is happening by chance. Nothing. Whatever happens today was planned 50, 100 years ago because they must train us intergenerationally for the changes that each generation are expected to go through because they're planned to go through. <clears throat> and since 2001, the children have gone through school, getting padded down, going through metal detector units, thinking terrorism is all normal. And they're also wanting to train those youngsters to fight terrorism as well. Quite something, eh? Quite something. Do you see how they do it? Do you see how it's all done? Julian Huxley mentioned, uh, and what a sweetheart he was, this weirdo, as all of his kin were, by the way. <clears throat> but he set up UNESCO for the United Nations to create a common culture for the children. He also says it would be good to bring something in, something akin to the Boy Scouts, he says. He admired this militarization of young people in uniform across the world. Many of the big boys did, because, you see, they're all part of the same Fabian organization. To bring in a world run by experts, and they knew they'd have backlashes from the general public who would not like their way of life being totally taken over and disrupted. And they wouldn't like being bossed around, so they had to make sure a tough generation would be in uniform for that era to do all the kicking around. That's why they gave them video games for 20 years. And those guys go right up there into uniform. Who are the heroes in these young people's eyes? The ones who win. The winners are the heroes. Who are the winners? The winners wear the black gear and have the guns and the badges and shoulder patches. They work for Big Brother, the boss. They're a fraternity. A fraternity. That's what the creator of the Boy Scouts said. It would be a fraternity bonded together. Mr. Baden-Powell, Lord Baden-Powell, who saw 
this rising army across the world that would lead it into globalism. And where else did this originate but Great Britain, of course? Baden Powell went to Oxford, where all the guys from Oxford were being trained into this global world system that they had started to create and that the U.S. was to take over and complete. Baden Powell loved uniforms. He loved Mussolini. Because Mussolini, being Italian, had a, a very good fitted uniform. And he loved uh, other fascists as well. And how does this tie into the Boy Scouts of today? Well, it really does tie in because I'm reading an article about this when I come back from these messages. Cutting through the matrix. Talking about how things are laid well in advance, well in advance by those that plan in 50 year plans and 100 year plans and 150 year plans. You'll find those same plans within different organizations at the United Nations. That's how they set their plans out. That's how the Soviet system set out their agenda 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 year plans. The Fabian Society does the same thing. 100 to 150 years ahead. I read an article the other day where Newt Gingrich and others talked about their particular way of, of bringing a new type of democracy, a predictive type of democracy. In other words, the one that they would make come in. Although we're now living in a post-democratic era that's being used all over in the big think tanks at the moment. We're being governed by Governance, this vague governance idea. But getting back to how they set up the Boy Scouts and Baden-Powell, all these, uh, these Prussian extracted people that live in Britain, uh, all, all royalty, have uh, great plans for the world, fantastic plans for the world. And he thought that the, a uniformed youth was wonderful to have, wonderful. This is even from Wikipedia. Even This is not a lot. But I have other stuff on him too in books, old books here. But he's quite the sweetheart again, this character. It says here, he, he read, he thought Hitler was great, Adolf Hitler. Isn't it amazing that so many of the people that people today think were wonderful because of the little bit of propaganda they get, not the rest. Like Margaret Sanger, the one who loved Adolf Hitler and his eugenics policies, who became the champion for the Family Planning Association. She called children weeds. Weeds. And she's now a hero, a heroine to all these ultra-feminists. But getting back to Powell, he loved Adolf Hitler. And it says here from his own diary, he says, Leopold Day read Mein Kampf. That was Hitler's book. He says, a wonderful book with good ideas on education, health, propaganda, organization, etc. You see? He says, he also admired Benito Mussolini and some early scouting badge had a swastika symbol on them. Did you know that? The early ones had a swastika on them? Did you know that Mr. Rockefeller's club, one of his clubs, he belongs to the Theosophical Society? 
also has a swastika on him. So here's the guy who wanted everyone in uniform, of course, Julian Huxley and all the rest of them thought that was a swell idea. All the world's youth should be in uniform because they were going to use the youth to change the world. They did that in China with the, during the Cultural Revolution when they indoctrinated them further into the concepts of communism and, and further than, the, than parents had gone, and they, they basically turned on their parents and killed a lot of them because they were contaminated with the memories of another way of living, a pre-communistic way of living. Contaminated is the term they use. So here is uh, an article from New York Times. New York Times. And it says here, Scouts trained to fight terrorists and more. I like the and more part. And it's a bunch of these young children uh, with their flat gear on and all the stuff you see the SWAT guys having with their little, I don't know if they're practice guns or real ones that they have there, or even pellet guns, who knows. But they look like the real thing you see. And uh, uh, these are blank slates, these brains. They're blank slates, remember. People should look into the movie called The Ogre by Malkovich, John Malkovich. Excellent movie to see, to see how this is done. Well worth seeing. But back to this article published May 13, 2009. Imperial California, 10 minutes into arrant mayhem in this town near the Mexican border. And this is a practice, right? And the gunman, a disgruntled Iraqi war veteran. Isn't that interesting? They pick, I said they would do this, that war veterans, they did that from the Vietnam War onwards. Disgruntled Iraqi war veteran has already taken out two people, one slumped on his desk, the other covered in blood on the floor. Responding officers, eight teenage boys and girls, the youngest 14 years of age, face tripwire, a thin cloud of poisonous gas and loud shots, bam, bam, fired from behind a flimsy wall. They move quickly, pellet guns drawn and masks affixed. Though they'll wear their face masks just like the bandits do on television that are the cops. It's, they say, United States Border Patrol, put your hands up, screams one in a voice, crackling with adolescent determination as the suspect is subdued. It's all quite a step up from the square knot. The Explorers Program, a co-educational affiliate of the Boy Scouts of America that began 60 years ago, is training thousands of young people in skills used to confront terrorism illegal immigration and escalating border violence, an intense ratcheting up of one of the, the group's long-term missions. Did you know that? One of the group's long-term missions to prepare youths for more traditional jobs as police officers and firefighters. They're militarized. That's what it is. It says, this is about being a true-blooded American guy and girl. I like you could even that part. The girls are just as bloodthirsty as the guys. We saw that in Guantanamo Bay. I'll be back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, going through an article from the New York Times where the Boy Scouts are being militarized, maybe for their real job. They've been on the simmer for an awful long time, but that's nothing. A hundred years almost is nothing for those that set up the world and where it's supposed to go, where they want children to spy upon people and play detective and turn parents in and all the rest of it. All the other things we've seen applied by the same techniques down through history. And this rah-rah article, and that's what it is, it's a handout rah-rah cheer-cheer article, you know, to throw you right off guard. Uh, actually, it's almost like the sort of thing you'd read in the Reader's Digest. Uh, it's a handout a promotion, actually, PR, good PR for them. And it says, this is about being a true-blooded American guy and girl, A.G. Lowenthal, a sheriff's deputy here in Imperial County, whose life clock, he says, is set around the explorer's events he helped runs. It fits right in with the honor and bravery of the Boy Scouts. The training, which the leaders say is not intended to be applied outside the simulated explorer setting, can involve chasing down illegal border crossers, as well as more dangerous situations that include facing down terrorists and taking out active shooters. Taking out... This is the expression they use, taking them out. Don't kill them, just taking them out. Active shooters. Like those who bring gunfire and death to college campuses. You know, all those ones who are especially picked by certain psychiatrists, brainwashed for a while, given certain drugs, and always end up killing themselves at the end. You know, the Manchurian candidates. In a simulation here of a raid on a marijuana field, several explorers were instructed on how to quiet an obstreperous lookouts. Put him on his face and put a knee in his back, a border patrol agent explained. I guarantee that he'll shut up. This guy should be employed at Guantanamo. Maybe he will be. One participant, Felix Arce, that's a good name, 16, said he liked the discipline of the program, which was something he said his life was lacking. No kidding. I want to be a lawyer, and this teaches you how about how crimes are committed, he said. Well, he won't understand he's on the side of those that commit them. Uh, Kathy Noriego, also 16, said she was attracted by the guns. Oh, oh, sweet. The group uses compressed air guns, known as airsoft guns, which fire tiny plastic pellets in the training exercises, and sometimes they shoot real guns on a close range. I like shooting them, Kathy said. I like the sound they make. It gets me excited. Was another sadomasochist. Well, they'll definitely get her over in Iraq, no doubt. She can, she can pull around some naked prisoners. If there are critics of the content or purpose of the law enforcement training, they have not made themselves known to the Explorers National Organization in Irving, Texas, or to the volunteers here on the ground, national officials and local leaders said. That said, the Explorers have faced problems over the years. There have been numerous cases over the last three decades in which police officers supervising Explorers have been charged in civil and criminal cases with sexually abusing them. Well, you've got to get a bit of sexual abuse in when you're turning out little psychopaths that are going to end up in uniform and go off to torture people. It's all part of it, you see. Several years ago, and don't worry, because shortly, because the European Union and others in Germany is leading the forefront, intergeneral sex is going to be okay. The paedophilia will be fine. 
Several years ago, the University of Nebraska criminal justice professors published a study that found at least a dozen cases of sexual abuse involving police officers over the last decade. No kidding. No kidding. You ever wonder if a kind of personality wants to become a police officer these days? That tells you all you need to know. Guys who like to push people around, like to see people see the public squirm when they stare at them. They love the power. They love chasing the public because they're allowed to be predators on the public on the motorways and highways. The public are their quarry. They think it's fun. Adult Explorer leaders are now required to take an online training program on sexual misconduct. Many law enforcement officials, particularly those who work for the rapidly growing Border Patrol, which is part of Homeland Security Department, have helped shape the program's focus and see it as preparing the explorers as potential employees. Right, school to work, eh? <laughs> school to work, there you go. Oh, boy. <laughs> These people have no idea who they are. Never mind what's right and wrong, or, or have any moral judgments on anything. Ideal recruits. No wisdom, you see. The Explorer posts are attached to various agencies, including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, oh. and local police and fire departments that sponsor them much the, the way the churches sponsor Boy Scout troops. Our end goal is to create more agents, said April McKee, a senior Border Patrol agent and mentor at the session here. This has been going since 1998, it says, and it's run by an affiliate of the Boy Scouts called Learning for Life, which offers a 12-career-related programs, including those focused on aviation, medicine, and the sciences. But the more than 2,000 law enforcement posts across the country are the Explorer's most popular, accounting for 35,000 of the group's 145,000 members, said John Anthony, National Director of Learning for Life. Learning for Life, isn't that a sweet name for it? It's so Orwellian, isn't it? They'll probably take you in to put the knee on the back, like the guy said there, uh, into the Ministry of Love, right of George Orwell. And speaking about this too, this very topic, as I say, Obama uh, doing the usual uh, politicians, uh, politicians about face is reopening uh, the torture cells. And it's a very, very good video up there. I'm going to put the link on cuttingthroughthematrix.com website for you to see, as with these other links at the end of the show. And this one here is how they're militarizing the youth and the ghosts of Abu Ghraib. Excellent video. It shows you what really happens there. and happens through them all, by the way. even goes into Guantanamo as well. It shows you these guys getting carried out in stretchers. It shows you the politicians lying their faces off saying there was no torture involved. But that's nothing new. You still vote for them. And there's brigadier generals uh, talking about the fact that 85% of all inmates were just at the wrong place at the wrong time and knew nothing about anything. That didn't stop them getting tortured. That's the wonderful America. That wonderful part of it that Obama is saying they can't release to the general public all the other information that's come out in the last little while. Do you realize this has all been done to come home to you? They 
because you see everything that goes against the new world order and that will affect you when they move you up your house and that will come one day and you will be the terrorist because you will not obey all through their, their, their writings now that they have the word compliance 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 and non-compliance and how to deal with the non-compliant and guess who's going to be doing the forcing or maybe the shooting of you these same little gooks there that has been reading about in a couple of years because the military said there's going to be nothing but riots as they bring down the whole new world order round about your ears and they see 30 years of rioting worldwide starting in about a year's time and they're all prepared for it because they planned this a long long time ago Now we'll go, there's, there's a Z from New York there. Yeah, there's Z on the phones. Yeah. Hey, Alan, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. Hey, how are you, man? Not bad. Well, hang in there, man. I was kind of reading and laughing at that article that you were just reading about the, the kid soldiers, basically, that are going to execute us very soon. Yeah. Uh, and the image on that article just says it all. Yes. From a low angle, looking up, and there's like a light behind him above their heads, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great propaganda piece. i got to agree with you, man. But, uh, I, I want, yeah. sorry, yeah. I was going to say, can you imagine if, if that was you on the floor looking up at these That's children right. <laughs> with their guns and stuff? Can you imagine trying to reason with them? Yeah, exactly. They, they think they're in the right, and they're propagandized yep. that way. And they'll just, but uh, listen, um, I wanted to bring a, a, a question up to you, if I can, kind of off-subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was reading uh, uh, Science Wired, Science, right? And uh, they mentioned a, um, a new uh, peer-reviewed, or at least a paper in a, in a, in a Nature called mm-hmm. Synthesis of Activated Pyramidine Ribonucleotides in Pre-Biotically Plausible Conditions. And it talks basically about how they created uh, those uh, ribonucleotides uh, in lab without... Um, you know, just by mixing random, well, not so random chemicals. Yeah. What did you think about that? Did you hear about that? I've seen an article a while ago about the same thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I just figure I just recently noticed that, and it's interesting because I kind of always keep thinking about uh, evolution and where we came from, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, this article seems to be, if it's correct, a great um, or maybe a hard, difficult shot, you know, for Darwin, right? I mean, this is... Mm-hmm sort of evidence of plausible evolution from nothing. What do you think about that? <clears throat> well, apparently it, it didn't create anything, though. Uh, that was just the... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It didn't really create anything. He created these, you know, ribonucleotides, which are part of DNA. Yeah. I guess. Right? And even Darwin had to admit himself uh, that um, with all the theories that his grand... See, it was all his grandfather that wrote it, and another guy, Wallace, uh, the whole stuff on evolution... He said, if you threw all the terminology and the thousands and thousands of, 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 of details of, on physiology and anatomy of these creatures in a, in a, a room, he says, you, you couldn't come out with, with, with uh, a complete human being. He says, it's impossible. In other words, he said, he said it was still a, a, a miracle that anything lived at all. Because, you see, everything is interdependent as it is already with the, with the air, with the plants, 
with the animals, insects, etc., all living at once. Everything needs the other, and therefore um, nothing really came first as such, because everything is, is dependent on everything else just simply being there all at once, strangely enough. Yeah, I, I find this article interesting, and it might, you know, come up again in the future. Who knows? But yes. uh, you did a great yeah. job. Thank you so much. I'll uh, sort of let you guys be. Uh, thank you. Bye. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I mean, they, they put the electric uh, shocks uh, above these, this, uh, uh, this mixture in a tank, and, and nothing really happened. So nothing came out of it. And we didn't even get a, a lizard or a reptile swimming about or a fish or anything. <clears throat> but uh, it's so wonderful, this whole theory, that really is a religion, a, a true religion, rather than just say we don't know. We don't know. And, and just put it in the, in the pigeonhole with a question mark. And let it be. But you see, there's so much writing to do with their eugenics program on this belief in evolution uh, that, that they can't let go of it. They'll never let go of it. Like any fanatical religion, they'll, they'll never let go of it because their whole future and what they plan to do with us and categorize us. They've already done it, by the way, if they have your DNA, according to superior, mediocre, inferior, and so on types. It uh, depends on this belief in evolution. Now we'll go to Steve in Indiana. Are you there, Steve? Yeah, Alan, it's a pleasure. Yes. Uh, earlier in the show, uh, you made a statement about uh, in China, um, which the children eventually began to murder their parents. Oh, it was uh, the Cultural Revolution. Uh, uh, it, it, they did a few documentaries. Well, they released them uh, only recently, of course. And you actually see the teenagers in the streets hauling the older people through the streets, uh, claiming they were still contaminated from the, the old way with memories of a previous capitalist way of life. Yeah. Because I was wondering how long ago that like that was, because from from what I know and you know what what we have to go by the information that's put out there is they still have more than a billion people. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, but we'll never be told how many they killed, you know. Right. It was the same with the Soviet Union. I mean, in the mm -hmm. Soviet Union, I think the Soviet Union have admitted to uh, 85 uh, million people uh, they, they executed and, and, and disposed of, uh, although outside sources say it's more like, like 300 million people over the years. Because yeah. I, would, I would think that by now their population would be declining faster mm -hmm. uh, because, like you said, they're the, uh, the, the test... Uh, um, uh, or the model country yeah. for everybody to follow. I thought they you know, would be less in population than they are now that mm -hmm. we know of. Yeah, well, what they do have definitely is with this one child per family policy, um, they are rigorously enforcing it. And even the, the military, that military think tank for the U.S. that came out after the British one, uh, said that they expect the, the present rate of decline in China, because there is such a big population, uh, the, the real results will, will be seen in 2050 when they'll, they'll drop drastically. Yeah. Right. You see, if you only have one child per family, uh, so out of two parents comes one. So technically you can half it in a generation if you want to, and you stick to that policy. You can half the, the, the population rate. Plus, there's way more boys getting born than, than girls, and so they'll be, they'll be wifeless as well. Uh, so they've all figured out how they're bringing the population down there. And now, of course, I've read articles where uh, they're dying of all kinds of things in industrial areas, um, uh, hormonal problems, just like the West, 
all kinds of cancers. So they are starting to come down pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing that I, I have noticed for quite a long time, at least the past 25 years, is and it seems to be going into a higher gear now, is uh, class warfare that we have down here in the States. Yes. Because <clears throat> a lot of people that I do talk to, you know, they're, they're finally, you know, getting, uh, getting the chop yeah. uh, with their employment. It's just, it's, it's, it's worse than cancer. Yes. And the attitude with people that have been somewhere for, say, 20, 30 years, they just don't care. They're so apathetic. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes exactly with, you know, what, what you say. And it all fits perfectly together. Getting a picture of the really big puzzle takes a lot of time and effort mentally to understand it, I noticed. Oh, yeah. And, and don't forget, as I say, these guys are long-term planners, intergenerational strategists. Uh, when you find that Lord Bertrand Russell said back in the, the, the 40s and 50s, he said, um, what we shall have to create during this condition of changeover into the New World Order is overwhelming uh, government um, heavy bureaucracy to create a feeling of apathy amongst the people because when they're apathetic, they allow themselves to be pushed around, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, uh, one example today was I was listening to a guy that was laid off a, well, three or four months ago, and, you know, he's unable to find employment. Yeah. And, you know, on, on the amateur radio, and he was talking to a couple of the retired people, and they're just, they're so apathetic. They're like, well, I hope everything turns around for you. Yeah. And that's the only comment that they have. Nobody wants to help anybody. They don't. They don't, and, and they're all kind of scared of hanging on to the jobs they have themselves. In fact, they actually don't want competition. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll let you go for now. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. I'll be back with more after this break. Cutting through the matrix, and I think we've time to fit Chris from Houston on the line. Hi. Are you there, Chris? How are you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, hi. How are you doing? A pleasure Not to speak with you finally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my father turned me on to you about two years ago, uh, so I've been listening to you since then. Um, I'm currently a college student down here in Houston. Yeah. Um, currently, what I wanted to speak to you about was uh, basically language. Um, when I was about 11 years old, my dad uh, told me the whole allegory of the cave. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was kind of like spurred me on all my investigations from that point, uh, point forward. Yeah. Uh, my kind of question, comment, has been that I find more and more, I'd, like say, I'd say past five years or so, mm-hmm. uh, the more people that you speak with um, in, in relation to how they speak back with you, um, you get more of the, the parroting has become... Uh, a lot more prevalent now. Yes. Uh, you don't. Uh, you can't necessarily have a, a, a. I guess you could say a conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no investigation that happens between two people. Yeah. There's. Uh, I guess you could say you you can't ascertain truth between between two people. It's almost as if that faculty is being taken away from us. You're you're right. It's almost like everyone's acting towards everyone else on a very superficial level, and all they're doing is replying with standard quotes that, that everyone would use. Um, it, it's as though they're simply uh, passing time and acting with conditioned responses. They have no, no inquiry into any deeper um, understanding or, or wish to go into de- any deeper understanding of the, any particular topic. If you do try to go deeper um, than the mainstream media on anything, 
uh, you'll lose them and they'll switch off from you immediately. And, and that's true. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been, uh, it, it's, it's so uh, almost like group speak in a sense, you know, yeah. there's like a group idea of how we, how we have to kind of forward our, our, our dialect between, the, between each other. That's right. Uh, another thing that I kind of wanted to go over was um, within my college lately, some of the classes that I've had, I mean, a lot of, I had a lot of returning vets that have come back from the war and now they're starting their college back up. And some of them had gone to college before, so they had credits and they jumped into classes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my buddies have come back too. Um, matter of fact, I have one of my friends that just came back, and he was actually in Fallujah, you know, the really bad battle. He was with the Marine. And, you know, I get this, uh, you know, from each person in these classes, but when I speak to these people, it's, it's as if, um, and you spoke about it so many times, when you speak with them, it, there's almost like a blank stare that happens in their face. Yeah. When you talk about something, and whether it's about seeing a dead person or talking about happenings that are going on, mm-hmm. also you can see the detachment not only not only in their voice or emotionally, but physically within their yeah. body. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, it's been one of those things where it's it's very disturbing, I guess you could say, and it continues to be definitely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I just wanted to definitely tell you thank you because, I mean, I've, I've listened to you for, you know, again, for two years now. And, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff, the Bernays and things like that and, and, and investigations into other stuff especially has, uh, has definitely opened up a lot. Um, yeah. Me and my father, we, we were pretty active when the war started, you know, getting out there. And that was really my first introduction into kind of politics and stuff. And, yeah. But it was funny because I remember seeing it on such a micro level, but I never saw the big picture. Mm-hmm. And, once you step back, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost overwhelming in a sense, completely. That's right. A lot of people can't handle it because it is so overwhelming, but you're right. So there's, there's, uh, it's everything. It's everything around you. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we, and, and another thing, you know, we, we got into these groups and, you know, and it's funny because I, I remember I, I've, I've listened to you a lot about on the, on the issue of, you know, these disinformationists in a sense, you know, these people who are yeah. led to kind of take you away. Yep. So that way you're not necessarily your energies are still in the wrong place. Or That's so right. you don't so you don't understand more than you should, you know. Yeah. But but thanks for calling, Chris, and that's the, the music playing. I call again. And remember too to look into that, that video that I'll put up on the website about Abu Ghraib. Uh, interesting, lots of military people talking about it there. Shows you how it's done and how torture is taught to the people, how they're conditioned. From Hamish myself from Interior Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.